Janet Jackson, or I should say Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, saw your <laughs> cover of Control. Was that like a surreal moment? Yeah, like it was the anniversary of that record, which by the way, is just like an amazing record. So I was like, oh, I'll just like do a cover for that song, like makes sense that day. And yeah, I guess she saw and she reposted. It's like, it's, I mean, she's an absolute legend. So it's really cool. Yeah, Janet Jackson, like the Jackson family in general is so talented. And when they started out very young to even now as adults. So it really paid off the, all the hard work. No, 100%. Like, she's just the coolest. Um, so, yeah, it's always, like, cool to be recognized or, like, acknowledged by legends like that. It's, like, wild feeling, so. Online, you've done bass tutorials. You've done breakdowns of your own songs as well as covers, as I mentioned. How do you select these covers to do? Kind of depends. Like, a lot of the times, it'll just be songs that I like, like older songs, like Control, for example. Just songs that have cool bass lines. Um, and then a lot of the times... It's songs that are kind of like trending on TikTok or are happening right now and that I'm kind of like seeing for the first time on TikTok. And then sometimes it's just songs like that I think would be interesting to put my own spin on it. Like I do a lot of hip hop songs, which is kind of interesting because you don't really hear live bass or like slap bass on rap songs. So I've been doing that a lot as well, which is really fun. So yeah, it kind of just depends. Sometimes people give me requests and I, I go through those and and see what people want and then I kind of do those as well. So the first time that I got introduced to you was a couple years ago, I believe. You actually played uh, with Kitten in San Francisco and honestly, that was like the best live energetic show I've seen. Oh yeah, oh wow, you were there, that's so cool. Yes, so I'm curious, like how did you get involved with that project to where you're at right now? Yeah, so I was like, you know, as you know, probably playing bass since a really young age. Um, and I was always, you know, playing in bands, doing my thing, playing around New York City and stuff. And then, yeah, I met Chloe from Kidden, I think when I was like 17 and they needed like a bass player and a drummer. So we kind of went on tour with them, me and my brother for a while um, doing that project. And then I kind of toured with some other artists as well as like a bass player. And I was really focused on that. And then, yeah, the pandemic started and I was just like, now I'm just focusing on my on my own music and my own project. So, yeah, it was great to get all of that, like, touring experience just with different bands and stuff. It's just like, it really opens up your eyes to the behind the scenes of the touring. Yeah, for sure. And I think the pandemic has affected every artist to reflect on themselves and see what other things they can do, like, beyond their skill set. So you mentioned earlier that you've toured with other bands and artists and I know you did that with the Knox you did it with Fletcher how does it feel to now be the main attraction of the show yeah it's weird because yeah I, I've like really learned how to do like the touring bass player thing which is like I love it but it's totally a different feeling when you're you know playing your own music I'm really really excited I think I'm like you know ready like I, I just love performing and I really want to play my own songs you know so you mentioned in an earlier interview that you wrote your song Cotton Candy Lemonade and that's such a fantastic song by the way oh, thank you so much yeah you said you wrote it through a zoom session how was that like yeah the zoom sessions are really really interesting um it's weird because like songwriting is such a like vulnerable thing and you really have to you know, catch people's vibes and see if you kind of mesh together as people too, when you're, at least that's how I kind of look at it um, when you're collaborating with people. So luckily, like the producer Eugene on that song, I've known him for a bit. He also produced Vintage and another song on my EP. So like, I was really comfortable with him. And then the other guy, Jesse, that we did it with, this was kind of like our second session over Zoom. So it was kind of interesting, but I think we kind of just like 
caught a vibe and meshed well together so it, it turned out to be easy the zoom sessions are, are kind of weird it's either like you get something really good or it's kind of just like hard to really communicate over zoom but um i'm lucky that that song came out of it your song vintage and that's like another bop on its own <laughs> <laughs> So I'm listening to your song Vintage and you mentioned some characteristics like looking for a specific partner, but are there other qualities that you're looking for in a significant other? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like that song, I think is just kind of um, it's kind of also like making fun of the whole thing. So that's kind of where it's coming from. But yeah, just like anyone that um, is like supportive of a music career and is into creative things and can like laugh at themselves too like I love that stuff so you need to find someone that definitely understand the aspect of the music industry and the career because I spoke to another artist who's a mother and he's also in a relationship and they have to understand that like you're always constantly touring you're in the recording studio so it may feel like there's not enough quality time with the other person but it's like that's their job like they chose this path yeah exactly it's it's definitely really hard to um to find people to, that like understand that a music career is really it's like you're on 24 7 you know it's totally not a nine to five it's kind of just an all-time thing so yeah finding someone that understands that is definitely difficult especially when touring comes back we'll see how that changes everything but. so zach sent me uh, an early listen of your ep and there's a track called disco Banger, but you're crying in the bathroom what yeah. songs have made you emotional to you where you've cried oh wow good question I'm trying to think I actually have this playlist on Spotify that's called like songs that make me feel something but I don't know if I really cry over them but it's just like you know songs that really like hit oh you'll miss me when I'm not around Grimes I just like love that song Cherry and Falling by Harry Styles like I don't know why I get so emotional when I hear those songs there's a time when I was like the choice of on album like EP just dropped and I was listening to that and I was like biking around New York City listening to it and it was getting me super emotional like I don't sometimes like I don't even know why I'm just like oh like the way that the the songs are produced and like how the vocalist is performing the vocal just really like tugs at you you know for me an album that makes me cry and it's literally titled cry and it's by cigarettes after sex like it's a good song just to like like cuddle yourself in your bed all the lights turned off and then just like start shedding a tear literally i feel you i mean like also like the whole like taylor swift album folklore I feel like everyone was crying when that came out. Going back, I listened to your other song, In My Head. It's very dancey, super club track. And I know that you have a background as a DJ. Will we hear more EDM styles in your music? That's kind of where I was starting out when I was releasing my songs because um, I was coming straight from like the DJ scene and sphere. Like that's just what I was doing all the time. And most of my collaborators were kind of in that scene. So that's where it started. But yeah, I mean, it's it's also weird now making music during the pandemic. Like, there's nowhere to play. You know, no one's really listening to dance music right now because, you know, the clubs aren't open and stuff. So it's that's also why my music now that's coming out is more like chilled out. It doesn't have as much of that influence just because I'm not inspired by that right now. Yeah, but it's funny because like a lot of the songs too on the EP, I feel like all of them are... They definitely have these like little moments of like that dance influence because like that'll always kind of be in me um, from my experience. And a lot of the tracks are like remembering the dance floor, as I like to call it. Like they're kind of like memories of that feeling. So it's, they definitely make it in there for sure, but not as like prevalent, I would say. Disco Banger, But You're Crying in the Bathroom song. Um, is definitely like, I think like the funkiest, most dancey of them all. You began DJing as a teenager, getting booked by many clients. 
How are you able to balance your schedule and maintain your priorities? It was crazy. Um, there was a time like at NYU where I was like, it was just too much. And I kind of had to take some time off because I just chose that my priority was my music career and touring and, and like just my passion. And a lot of the stuff that I was doing in school was working towards that. But I think it was just, it was taking just too much time. I kind of had to balance it out. But yeah, I mean, I'm just like a hustler. Like I just like to do everything too. I just like say yes to everything and kind of keep going, but I don't sleep. So I have to work on that as well. It's still something I'm working on. Oh my gosh, dang. That's super hard for me. Cause like I have to take like some sort of nap in between my day. So you not doing any sleep. I was like, you know, power to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's just like my, my schedule during quarantine has just been like crazy. Like I'll just go to bed super late every night and then wake up super late. It's really hard for me to switch it around. Especially since like as a musician, you know, you make your own hours. That's a hundred percent true. I'm super glad you mentioned that. You played bass at the age of seven when you and your brother would just jam together. Does he musically inspire you? Yeah, a hundred percent. Since like the beginning, since, you know, he's one of the reasons why I picked up the bass in the first place, just because he was already playing drums and stuff. And even to this day, like, you know, he's a co-writer and co-producer on a lot of the songs that are coming out in the EP. So yeah, we totally bounce off of each other and run things by each other and, and like to work together in that sense. So it's been really cool. Yeah, it's super neat that you and your brother have such a good close relationship because not a lot of siblings can say that. So it's it's really impactful to see that between you two. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's special. I'm really lucky that I have him and that we're so close. We have another brother too who's like the coolest. So you sing, you play bass, you produce your own music. What other skills would you like to add? Ooh, what other skills? So I play guitar. I could get around on the piano a little bit, but but yeah, I mean, I'm just like an all-time music person. I would add like ping pong is like a big skill of mine. That's like, it sounds like a joke, but it's not. <laughs> and I'm actually like, we just got a ping pong table at my house. So I've been like practicing again and it's been really, really fun to get into. It's just like a good way to clear your mind, you know? So I interviewed a Scottish artist. I don't know if you heard of him. His name is Honor, O-N-R. I don't think so, but he sounds cool. He's so great, but I asked him what his hidden talent is and it's ping pong. No way, we gotta like jam. Right, yeah. Hey, have you heard of Blue to Tiger? You guys need to do a ping pong match. <laughs> yeah, literally like connect us. We gotta do some like, some ping pong match. Yeah, and he actually, um, he collaborated recently with Nile Rogers on a track. Oh, really? Yes. So his real name is Robert Shields. Okay, I have to check it out because Nile Rogers is like one of my all-time favorites. Yes, right? yeah, because, you know, you're a big fan of Chic because I think I saw a photo of you and you're holding like a, a Chic album. Yeah, I love Chic and like, you know, Bernard Edwards, who is the bass player. Um, yes. Chic, you know, sadly he passed away, but those bass lines are like my favorite ever and like have super inspired me um, to get into funk bass playing. And then now like the bass player that plays with Mile Rogers now, his name is Jerry Barnes. He's like one of my mentors. So that's kind of, super like, neat. Yeah, we hang and, um, and play bass together. It's really fun. So who are some, cause you mentioned like uh, now Rogers is like one of your heroes as well as uh, Bernard, but who are some female musicians that influence you? I mean, Debbie Harry from Blondie. I love her. I just love her vibe and her style. I think she's the coolest. Tina Weymouth, who is a bass player um, from Talking Heads. Michelle Degiocello, who's so, so cool. Yeah, like modern times. I don't know. I just feel like I have to say Miley Cyrus. She's just so good at what she does. You know what I mean? Like she, and she, you could tell she really is so passionate about it and she really puts in the work. Like her voice is just incredible and she like really like trains, you know what I mean? 
Um, and I really respect that. She's like really good friends with Joan Jett and Dolly Parton. Like, yeah. yeah. She's just cool. And it's like, you can tell there's some people where you just like, you see them on stage and you're just like, oh yeah, like that's like what you're meant to do. You know, like that's like the purpose of your life. Your purpose in life is being on stage too, Blue. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's really nice. So what's new for Blue in the coming year? Well, yeah, so I have this EP coming out in um, less than a month now, which is like, wow, I can't believe it's already less than a month. Um, but yeah, the EP, it's called How Do We Get Here? It's coming out on March 5th. I'm really, really excited for it. I'm like so proud of these songs. Um, and I've been working on them for a while. So I just like, I can't wait to share them with people. And more music after that. And then hopefully touring comes back and then I can get into all of that. But keep making music and connecting with my fans in the best way I can. So. Congratulations on your EP. How do we get here? We're super excited for it to come out next month. And um, when live shows do happen, I really want a custom blue guitar pick. Oh my God, I got you. Well, again, thank you for taking this call. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it.